0: We're going to dive into the Word today. Somebody say this with me, walk, walk the walk. Walk walk. Say it with me again, walk the walk. Walk. We're going to talk about walk. Last week I talked about set, and we're in this new series, kind of new, new from last week. set, Uh, Walk. And stand in and, and those positions and those, those, those places that God wants you and I to operate in. And, and I'm going to do a little review from last week. I don't want to review and preach the whole sermon. If you have not heard it or was not here, I encourage you to go there. It's, a, it's so important that we learn to set before we walk and before we stand. That's That's vital. Okay. It's, it's so important that you learn, me and you together, we learn to set before we walk and before we stand. I'm gonna talk a little bit about that. If you missed last week, I'll overview set a little bit. We're gonna dive into walk, and our plan is to be here next week for stand. Pray with me as we dive into the word right now. Father, thank you for this time. Just ask that you would now speak to us by the power of your Holy Spirit and your living word. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of your mouth. So I'm asking for your anointing right now, that you would do a great work, that you would bring revelation, you would bring light to us, transformation, renewing of our minds and, and our heart. Lord, awaken our spirit today. Let us connect with you through this time in your word, in Jesus' name, and everyone said as I go into this, I want to let you know that our most precious sister, Kathy Shortridge's uh, celebration of life is today at 2 o'clock. If those who knew her want to come to that, it's going to be just a wonderful time of celebration of her life. Well, I want to look at a couple scriptures as we talk about setting this morning and, and uh, going into walking. It's good that you understand if those Got to, got, got to kind of set a foundation for those who missed last week in the area of setting. Ephesians 1.20 is going to be behind me this morning. I want you to look at the word seated and the word set. We're going to look at these two, these twinsies, one talking about predominantly Jesus, one talking about Jesus and you. And it says this in Ephesians 1.20, which he worked in Christ when he raised him. Say that with me, raised him. That's important raised him from the dead and seated him. Say that with me, seated him. That's important. At his right hand in heavenly places. Jesus has been raised from the dead. He was seated, not anywhere, but on the right hand of the Father, a place of honor and a place of power and authority. That is where Jesus is now. If you're ever wondering if somebody's praying for you, I got news for you right now. Jesus is interceding for you and I. Chief intercessor. I got a chief intercessor in heaven. Hallelujah. Talking about Jesus and you. Where are you at right now? Well, J.R. right here at Heart of the City Church. Well, I want to let you know, this is not the only place that you're at right now. It's a beautiful mystery, but it is true. It is reality. Say that with me. Reality. This is the reality. Ephesians 2, 5 through 6, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you've been saved and raised us up. Somebody say raised up. Raised. Jesus was raised up. You were raised up together and made us set. Jesus is seated. You are seated. Made us set together in heavenly places In Christ Jesus. What what do you mean by set? This is what I'm talking about is that we have to learn to set before we walk, run, or stand. Set is in that relationship with God that it begins not with you coming to know Jesus Christ and you running and gunning, but you learning what it is to set, what it is to rest, what it is to be in Christ Jesus, and more so understanding right here What Christ has done for you. Jesus has done it all. He has done everything for me and you. And when you operate out of that place, not in your doings and not in your workings, but you operate from the revelation knowledge that Jesus has done it all for you, I'm telling you, you're going to be armed and dangerous and lethal weapons against the kingdom of darkness when you have that understanding, when it goes from here 18 inches down into your heart and you operate from that place of setting. You operate from that position of honor, that position of authority. Like I shared last week, the first full day of man created on day six, not first or second day or third, but on day six, I think was absolutely divine of God. Because the first full day that Adam was alive, guess what day it was? Day seven, the Sabbath. The day of rest. Before Jesus did anything, God speaks to him. This is my beloved son who I am well pleased. Operating from a a place of grace. Operating from a place of rest. And most of all, operating, setting from a place of understanding that Jesus has done it all for you and I. And out of that place, I tell you what, it's powerful. Being... Versus doing. Rest versus striving dead works. Son and daughter versus slaves. Understanding that you have been justified. Just as if you've never done anything wrong. Understand that you are the righteousness of Jesus Christ understanding that you're loved of the Father, that you are favored, that he has a great purpose and plan for your life. Oh, my goodness. When that gets in your heart and guts, wow, how fulfilling, how glorious, knowing that nothing will separate me from the love of Christ which is in Christ Jesus, understanding that you're favored, understanding, listen, this is a place of setting, understanding that you're not going to get the victory, that you have the victory. He is Jehovah Nissi. He's your banner, and he's your victory. You're more than conquerors in Christ Jesus, not in yourself, but in Christ Jesus, understanding that you're sons and daughters. Say this with me. I have the victory. Say this with me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Say this to me. Greater is he, that he that is in me, that he that is in the world. This is all the areas of a place of setting. Say that with me, setting. Operating from this most precious place of seeing. This is reality. This is real. This is the real deal. This is is reality for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are unseen are eternal. The things that we don't see is way more important than the things that you do see. With that being said, anything that I think that is real and powerful, I think it demands a response when I know that I'm loved and, and I, I, you know, <laughs> what Jesus has done for me and, and I'm forgiven like uh, Ben was talking about and, and I'm loved like I'm loved and, 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 and the way that he looks upon me, I've been uh, touched by the great affection of Jesus Christ. All those things, when it becomes reality to me, demands a response, a reasonable response. Reality brings a reasonable response. The reality is the setting The response is the walking, but responding with the right spirit, responding with the right motives is very, very important. I can say certain words right now and get a response from you. You ready? You ready? IRS. I told you. It's all kind of words that brings a response. The reality of R.S. will bring a response. The the reality of a word like cancer brings a response. Or death. Or, hey, you got a raise. The reality of divorce. The reality of a shooter. Or terrorist. The reality of Jesus. See, reality can bring an amazing response out of you and I. And the whole major theme, thesis behind the sermon today is that when it is reality in you, what Christ has done for you and I, and where you are setting right now, that there should be a response out of your, a powerful, powerful response. From the point of reality, there should be a reasonable response that you live out in your life. If you ever get those two mixed up and you try to walk out the re, The response without the reality, I think people can get very, very uh, disillusioned and they can get confused and all of a sudden get caught up in works and earnings and brownie points and legalism and religion and jacked up if they don't understand the setting part, the reality of what Jesus has already done for you, that you're held by his love. Oh, my goodness. When that gets that 18 inches down from your head, down into your heart, it brings a huge transformation and a response. There should be a response from a relationship with God. There should be a response from being seated in Christ Jesus. There should be a response of God's unconditional love for you and I, his forgiveness, his sacrifice, his grace, and favor on his life, on your life. The reality is setting, and the response is walking. Right, if you're with me today, just say amen. amen. If I walk without this understanding, Watchman Nee, who wrote, set, walk, stand, says every time we reverse this divine order, the result is Disaster. Disaster. So today I want to talk about walk. Say that with me, walk. In the same chapter that we talked about, set, seated, walk is mentioned six times in Ephesians. I want you to stand up and read the very first scripture with me, and then we'll look at the other five. If you'll stand with me, I'm not going to be the only one standing today. Just don't sit around. Ephesians 210, if you're with me on this on the count of three, we're gonna read this together. One, two, three. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk. what? Walk. What? Walk. We should walk in them. You should walk in what? In what? Good There's nothing wrong with works as long as they are. Good works, you were actually created to operate in such a way. But if you have a response without the reality, good works becomes dead works. But when you have the reality of what Christ has done, it is amazing good works. And by the way, you were created for that. High-five your neighbor and say, good works, tell him, sit down. We're to walk in good works versus dead works. Good works is from a response. Dead works is out of guilt, out of earnings, out of fear, out of duty. One, good works is from a relationship with Jesus Christ, ongoing relationship setting compared to rules and laws and legalism and tradition. Good works come from a good heart moved by compassion and conviction by the power of the Holy Spirit. Dead works is from guilt and earnings and fear. Fear. You're always fearful. God did not give you a spirit of fear, but the power, love. And so I'm like, hey, listen, no longer are you slaves. You're sons and daughters. You've been adopted. Engrafted. See, see, operating from that is good works. Uh, from the place of the tree of life, compared to the knowledge of. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil how many you know there was two trees in the garden how many you know that we only ate from one we ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil which I think comes religion all kinds of things so forth and so on but we did not eat from the tree of of life we were put out of the garden before then now you can eat from that I think tree of life which is Jesus Christ you can tell what tree you're eating from by your fruit a lot of times or by your attitude. Okay? If you're eating from the tree of life, guess what? You're going to produce some amazing life. If you have eaten from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you know, you can just kind of slide back into legalism and so forth and so on. And I want to tell you what you want to eat from that beautiful uh, tree of life. Listen to the scripture, Ephesians 4, 11. Everyone say, walk. Five more scriptures on walk out of Ephesians. Therefore, the prisoners of the Lord beseech you to. Oh, got you, you 909, you got to go with me. Here we go, here we go. Beseech you to thank you. Worthy of the calling with which you were called. You, you know, I'm sure that worthy could be many things, but I want to let you know what I think that worthy means. That worthy means that you're walking from a place of a response. Man, when you've been touched by the great affection of Jesus Christ, (laughs) and you know the benefits of Jesus, that he heals all your diseases, and he forgives all your sickness, and he crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, and your sin is separated as far as the east is from the west, and oh, my goodness, grace, grace on your life. And whoa, man, the Holy Spirit's with you. You're never alone, never, never, never alone. I want to tell you right now, when you're operating uh, from that position, you're operating in a worthy calling from a response of the reality of a real Jesus living inside of you. Are you with me this morning? Ephesians four seventeen. this I say therefore and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of your mind. What, what is that? Don't uh, walk, walk, don't walk. The futility is devoid of truth. You want to walk in the truth. Amen. Knowing the truth sets you free. Not just hearing the truth, but knowing it. Getting the truth in your heart and down in your heart and your guts. Knowing the truth sets a person free. Well, futility of your mind is the devoid of truth. It's perversiveness. Depravity. Come on. That's not who we are any longer. Amen. Amen. Ephesians 5, 2. stirring up this 1959 truck right? and walk. walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma walking in love. Ephesians 5:8For you were once darkness. how many of you know that uh, uh, I know you're nice and got your Sunday little clothes on, but you came out of darkness. Unless you ever get a hold of how bad you were, you will never know how good Jesus is, in my opinion. We were jacked up, sinners, devoid of truth. Come on, darkness. And you were once darkness, but now you are light in the lord walk as children of light i want to be in the light as you are in the light i want to shine like the stars in the heavens i mean you remember that old school <laughs> Ephesians 5:15 see then that you walk circumspectly not as fools but wise Amen? How many of you want to be a fool? No hands. How many of you want to walk in wisdom? How many of you know that you can be a born-again, loving Jesus believer and do something foolish? doesn't make you a fool, but God wants to give you the spirit of wisdom every day, how to walk out your life not in, uh, as a fool but as wise. There is over 20 Walk this way in Ephesians. And there's also over 20 of don't walk this way. Walk this way. Walk this way. Walk this way. Walk. I got to throw in a little 80s or 90s. You know what I'm saying. Y'all laughing at me, but who, who sang that song? See, you know Exactly. Hey, you know, I'm just going to go through this so fast. You read it right here. Just hit some of these right here. Walk this way. Put them up, Nate. In humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing in love, eager to maintain unity, do the work of the ministry, obtain unity, measure up to the fullness of Christ, speak truth in love, grow up, put off the old self, be renewed in the spirit of the mind, put on the new, Uh, put off the false head, do honest work, share with those in need, be kind, tenderhearted, loving one another, imitate God, love, Uh, walk in love, there be thanksgiving in you, walk as children of the light, discern what is pleasing to the Lord, walk as wise persons, instead be filled with the Holy Spirit. Somebody say, this way that's the way you're to walk i know that's a lot you can always uh if you need those you can get email to you or what have you it tells you how to walk that's a good thing amen and then it tells you don't walk this way you ready for these Don't be uh, tossed to and fro, avoid deceitful schemes in the futility of your mind, in the darkness of your understanding, ignorance, hardness of heart, callousness, given in sensuality, practice impurities, deceitful desires. Don't let... Uh, Anger make you sin. Don't let the uh, sun go down on your anger. Don't steal. Don't let corrupt talk come from you. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Don't walk in bitterness, wrath, anger, slander, malice. Don't walk in sexual immorality, impurity, covenants. Don't let your talk be filthy, foolish, or crude. Don't walk in the darkness. Don't part. uh, Don't uh, uh, take no part in unfruitful works of darkness. Don't walk in wise. uh, Do not be foolish. Do not get drunk on wine. Everyone say, "Don't don't walk this way. We good, Cody? Uh, uh, Andy Clark, if I'm not mistaken, he says this. It's so powerful. Your talk talks. Your walk talks. It's just that your walk talks louder than your talk talks. It's so good. read it again. Your talk talks. And your walk talks, it's just that your walk talks louder than your talk talks. I'll give you some examples. You, you can watch somebody the way that they walk, amen? Like, here we go. <laughs> give, me a, give me a guess. Huh? It's a Raider fan. funny i don't care who you are (laughs) i thought about that last night but i got a great friend in church named daniel he's all about raiders man i'm like man that brother gonna stone me today (laughs) how about this walk (laughs) seahawk i didn't say that i didn't say that i didn't say that how about this walk Connor White I'm teasing I'm teasing I'm teasing I love come here come here give me a hug I don't want him to be mad at me you can tell by a, a, a lot with the walk right Matthew 5.20, code red, it says, For I say to you that unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Code red. What does that mean? If your righteousness, if my righteousness does not exceed that of The Pharisees, the Bible says, code red, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. This is right in the midst of a wonderful radical teaching out of Matthew 5, in the midst of the Beatitudes, what I like to call what you be like with your attitude. And it says this, I want to read a few scriptures. It's laying right in here. Just, Just listen to, I mean, Jesus didn't have pansy teachings. I mean, when you really listen to the teachings of Jesus, I mean, I mean, they'll, they'll cut you to the heart. They're a whole nother level than the law of Moses and so forth and so on. Why? Because Jesus writes the laws on your heart, out of a relationship, out of setting. If you try to operate in these without setting, then I tell you what, you get it all twisted and turned up and it gets jacked up. But listen to these teachings. Matthew 5, 38, 44. You ready? Are you sure? You have heard that it said an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you not to resist an evil person. Wow. Think about that for a minute. Clark, he knocked my tooth out, and then I knocked Clark's tooth out, which we ain't going to do. I like my teeth. I like your teeth. Amen. But my point is, is that he says, no, uh-uh. Don't even resist an evil person. I'm not talking about Clark right there, evil boy. He's a wonderful guy. Don't even resist. Wow. What? It's like, man, it's like, man, get my lawyers. I need to get, I got this evil person after me. Let me get three or four lawyers. I got to go after this. Not right. He said, don't even resist the evil person. Goes on to say, but whoever slaps you on the right cheek, then the, oh, let me me say, but whoever slaps you on the right cheek, turn the other to him also. Wow. You know what that's called? Exceedingly righteousness. Because anybody can smack somebody after they've been smacked, right? We've done those things. But when you turn the other cheek, that's exceedingly righteousness. When you do not resist an evil person, that's exceedingly righteous. That's, that's a whole nother level above the Pharisees. Let me follow, follow with me. If anyone wants to sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak also. Wow, you already want my tunic. Well, by the way, you don't got to go to court. Here's my coat too. That's exceedingly righteousness. That's a whole nother level above Pharisees. It says, goes on. And whoever compels you to go one mile, go with them too. Give to him who asked, and from him who once borrowed from you, do not turn away. You have heard that it said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Mm, I got a whole nother level for you right now. But I say, do you love your enemies? Bless those who curse you. What? Yep. That one that flipped you off on the way to church? The one that cut you off? Don't curse them, bless them. Tell them, bless them. Say that with me. Bless them. That's exceedingly righteousness. That's a whole nother level. That's out of this world. That confuses the world. Like, what? I just cussed you out. I just hit you. I just took you to court. Hey, Ben, I forgive you, I love you, and it's all good. You can have my coat too. I'll go two miles with you. Exceedingly righteousness. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. You see, Jesus is teaching there's so much more challenging than the rules and the instruction and the laws and of legalism because it's all based. Listen on relationship versus religion. It's all placed from a position of setting versus getting that cart in front of the horse. Listen to this right here. How's this work, Jail? How in the world can this really happen with you and I? How in this day and time can you and I operate in Matthew 5 sincerely? I know it's really easy right now. You're sitting here in the presence of God, been worshiping, people around you like you. But how about Tuesday when someone accuses you of ripping them off? How about when the professor gives you an F because they don't like you because they know that you're a Christian? How about when you get fired because someone set you up? How about, how about, how about whatever it is? That's the moment that we can even go to an exceedingly, and, and I'll probably get tested into this, preaching this stuff right here. Be like the Holy Spirit. J.O., exceedingly righteousness. They just cut me off, Jesus. I'm going to go run them down and say, hey, would you cut me off again? That was very nice. Thank you for almost killing me. Visions, how does this happen? How is this the only way this can happen? It's also in Ephesians, Ephesians 4, 23 through 24. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Your minds, we got to change our mind. That's repentance. Got to change the way that we think. We got to change the way that we respond. How do we do that? you go back to setting. You get back in the presence of God. You get back in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Back into his word. Let his word renew you. Washing you with the water of the word. All of a sudden, your mind's getting renewed. You're meditating on the word. You're like a man, a tree planted by rivers of water, bringing forth fruit and season. Also, his leaf shall not wither. Whatever he does shall prosper. Why? Because you've been meditating on the word. You've been memorizing. You've been renewing your mind and the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man, which was created according to God, in true righteousness and holiness. How many of you know that we're just a bunch of dirt bags? But when this dirt bag gets filled with the Holy Spirit, when this dirt bag right here, when his dirt bag mind is renewed and I'm transformed by the renewing of my mind, I metamorphosis. Come on, I go from being a, a cockroach, come on, into a, come on, come on, somebody. not a toad anymore. But, 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 hey, hey, I'm not just a, what are they called? Caterpillar. cockroach kind of slipped out because they don't metamorphose you just gotta when that happens it's not a show anymore when that happens it's not religion anymore when that happens you're not acting spiritual you are spiritual you're not acting like you have a relationship with jesus you are having a relationship with jesus because it's been coming out of a place of setting and you are responding. And you're walking the walk and talking the talk and your walk is stronger than your talk because you've been with Jesus. It said they've been with Jesus. Been with Jesus. Let me land this plane. Three things. We're to walk in love. Gotta walk in love. Love is the greatest. Look, John thirteen thirty four. A new commandment I give to you. Here's the new commandment. Here it is, new commandment, that you love one another. Oh, that's not new. Here's the newness. As I have loved you, bam, that's a whole nother level. That's a whole nother level of righteousness. When you love somebody the way that Jesus has loved you, and you know what I find out about that? Is that I can't do it. I fall short. I love my wife like you wouldn't believe, but we get into an argument. And I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> You know what it drives me to? It drives me to Jesus. Setting. Set Everyone say set. <laughs> set. Listen, I can't love. You know that person, and you, they just get underneath your skin and you're like, this time I'm going to do better when I meet with them. And all of a sudden you meet with them and they still can love them is i gotta go back to setting jesus you gotta transfer. there is no i can't do it within myself i fall short god i can't love the way that you have loved me but i can get in your presence and be renewed renewing my mind and come out just a little sweeter a little more loving a little more courageous a little more brave a little more filled with the holy spirit amen Love. Number two, we have to walk in the light. Walk in love and walk in light. Matthew 5, 14, 16. You are the light. Look at your name right now. You are the light of the world. Wake up that 14-year-old and say, you are the light of the world. Put your little prophetic, point a little finger in their face. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do the lamp, uh, light lamp they put it under a basket, but a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under the basket, but a lampstand, they gives light to the whole house. Let your light so shine before man that you may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Just like walking in love, I find that I walk, I fall short in walking in the light. See, this area of setting, it never goes away because we realize that we fall short. Can't love the way that you've loved me, Jesus, in the new commandment. I can't love my enemies the way that you want me to love them. I can't walk in the light. You call me to be light everywhere I go. And sometimes I don't feel very lighted. I don't feel very lit today. Is that okay to say? I already said it. (laughs) So what does it do? I got to go back and get with Jesus. I got to go set. Jesus, you've done it all for me. I'm justified. I am loved. God You live inside of me. And when I sit in his presence and I remember and I, out of a relationship and out of knowing all that he's done for me, I can come out of that place right there and walk the walk. And the last one is walk in life. Say that with me, walk in life. Jesus says this, I come to give you life. And life more abundant. Guess who's to carry that type of abundant life? You and I, you're seated in heavenly places on the right side. You're in, are you on the right side of the Father? I would say that probably you are, since you're seated in Christ Jesus. I don't know to understand the theolo- theology and the mystery involved in that, but I do know that you're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You're the light. Come on, you're the life. You're the life of the party. You're the life of the party. Jail, how in the world am I going to stay full of the life of Jesus Christ? Remember uh, John 4 where he met the woman at the well? Drink of this water, this living water. Do you know what that living water is if you look in another part of the Scripture? The living water is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to fill you. Not just in Acts 2. Not 22 years ago when you got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Not 12 years ago when you got baptized. In. He wants to fill you today. How do you get filled with the Holy Spirit? One way that you renew and get filled up daily is you wait upon him. Wait on the promise. You wait. You set. He's in the waiting. He's in the waiting. You wait. He wants you to be love. He wants you to be life. He wants you to be light. Amen. 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 The response is from the reality. Amen.